now listening to the Seventh Rounders. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode, episode number 210. Uh, this one is titled The Saturday Schlacking. Um, there were schlackings on Saturday. Uh, the contenders came out, the pretenders. Are you saying, hold on, just stop. Are you saying schlacking or shellacking? Like, is there an E in there with what you're saying? Uh, no, an S H L. A C K I N G a schlacking. You skip the E. Okay. Is that an Ohio thing? Uh might be the accent I have. I'm not sure. Maybe. But Continue. we can okay, we can include an E in the episode title. Um teams showed what they were made of, whether for the good or for the bad. A crazy weekend of college football, and we're here to cover it all with the folks at home. Um where do we want to start? I mean, the, the new poll came out tonight, so maybe we can just start there. Um, Connor, you want to slap the poll on us? I know the top four is uh, Georgia. Georgia by a wide margin. I mean, Georgia. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan. TCU slipped into the top four. Tennessee at five, importantly. Oregon at six. Uh, LSU, seven. Followed by uh, USC eight. at eight, Alabama at nine, Clemson at ten. Honestly, I think that's as far as we need to go. You have some other teams. You yeah. have like North Carolina at fifteen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those are basically. I the top eight are basically the only teams still alive in the college football playoff. As far I as think I think there's, there's 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 a you know Bama's not dead. I don't think. I think there's like a very small likelihood they could some if chaos if all hell breaks loose here, Bama can sneak. They in. need LSU to lose. The they big thing LSU is the big yeah they do. The big thing is um, what's going to shake out with the Pac-12. I think that's the biggest thing to watch. And will TCU slip up? <clears throat> I think those are the two biggest things. I think tennis. I honestly think Tennessee might still get in. Like I don't know if that loss really hurts them. They didn't look very good. No one's really looked really looked very good against Georgia, other than Missouri. Um, what do you guys think? What's your biggest takeaway? The only route that Tennessee doesn't get in, aside from another loss, obviously, is if LSU somehow wins the SEC championship. Yeah. Then everything gets yeah. gets thrown into flux. But I think as it sits right now, uh. I think Georgia's in no matter what happens at the end this season. Uh, Ohio State probably also in no matter what, assuming their only loss would come in the Big Ten Championship. I think Michigan's very interesting. If they lose the Big Ten Championship, I think they need TCU to lose in order to make the college football playoff. Yeah, I mean, I think there's avenues for both Ohio State and Michigan to both get in. I agree. But um, but it TCU would have to be over Tennessee. Yeah, not necessarily. If if TCU loses, um, I think the four you would get would be uh, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and I think you would get Tennessee. I think all four of those teams would get in over a one-loss Pac-12 champion, at least based on how the rankings are currently set. So. 
I agree for the most part. My issue is with Oregon. I, I don't think it's as solidified as you think with Tennessee. So Tennessee's remaining schedule is not good. They have, I have it right in front of me. They have Missouri, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, three horrible teams. They can't, oh. no disrespect, John. Um, Whoa. But Whoa. So that none of those wins does anything that for game Tennessee. Is in, that game is in Williams Bryce. Be, be, those games do nothing for Tennessee. Be, be worried if you're a volunteer this year. Those games do nothing for Tennessee. Meanwhile, Oregon has Washington at home, which is a ranked game now, and they have Utah at home. Two ranked games in a row, and then they would play likely either USC. USC. Yeah. Yeah. So that's three ranked games remaining for Oregon. I I think they jump Tennessee, assuming they don't lose. I mean, I hope they do. I have a future from preseason on Oregon to make the playoff, so I have a bias here on them. I really, I would love to see them make the playoff. That ticket's alive. That ticket's alive. It is alive, and I thought it was dead after week one. But to say to 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 stick on week one, the the interesting thing, and and this is where. It, if they come down to Tennessee and Oregon, they're going to probably evaluate and say, hey, we're not going to have number one Georgia face face Oregon again and not and slot them at four. And I think that's where Tennessee probably leaps them, which is unfair to Oregon. But at the same time, why did they ever schedule that game? They they I, And I understand they did it years ago. You know, it was before Landing was coach. Um, it was before Bo Nix transferred. Uh, set, they set themselves up for absolute disaster week one. Um, John. Am I crazy for thinking though that the argument wouldn't be Oregon versus Tennessee, that it'd be Oregon versus Michigan? Either way, either way, uh, either way. I, I think it's on TCU. I think, make, I think. Well, I mean, listen. All right. I want to say in all of these arguments, if TCU goes undefeated, they will be in. Yeah, absolutely. For the, the sake of these arguments, absolutely. I do not think TCU will finish the season undefeated. So I'm arguing under the. The presumption that they're not undefeated, which in that case, I think Oregon would get in over Michigan. I'll tell you what, champion. TCU has two massive tests coming up, and it feels like every single week TCU has a test. Listen, I was stunned to see that they were seven point dogs. Exactly. Yeah, I was stunned. Is that a is that a good segue into no? No, it's not. What do you want, Chad? John, I am like, you can't, I know what you're trying to do. Cause I know you messed up with this and it's the sec bias showing, but John literally said they wouldn't put Oregon at four because they don't want to see Georgia, Oregon again. Why in the hell would you want to see Georgia and Tennessee again? That game wasn't even remotely close either. I mean, Hey, I hear you. I'm telling you. That is what I predict the committee will do. I'm not saying that's what I want. I'm, I literally said I want Oregon in the fucking playoff. I have a future on them. I need them in the playoff. That's the, that's that's it, it. That is what the situation is. But the committee, I think you've seen how they've ranked them. I mean, LSU was ten, and and you know what? The committee looks great that they put them at ten because they go out and beat Bama. But like you see, the, I'm saying the committee is more likely to do that type of thing. I'm sorry, which would for be upsetting, which would be disappointing. However, Connor, your point, I, I think that if, if that's the case, TCU lose, let's say TCU loses, Oregon wins the Pac-12, 
Tennessee wins out. They're 11 and 1. I don't see why the second Big Ten team, if that's a good game, good high high scoring, close game, slugfest type of affair. I don't see why second place team there couldn't also make it an 11 and 1. So this is, I'll say this and then we'll move on. Um, has it ever been more exciting? Like, I feel like every year you, at this point, we we really know at least the top two, maybe even three teams. Um, one team's in. One team's in right now. And and then Big Ten winner. Other than that, completely random. So I'd say you've won and a half. We sit on week week 11. So it's been a fun year. It's going to continue to be fun. Is the NCAA rigging it? I mean, it's just coincidence that they're expanding the playoff, and this year it's just mayhem. No, I just saving to to lose a couple. I think it's due. I mean, you you can only be so great. It is nice to see. It's nice to see finally. I just think it was finally bound to happen. And maybe, and maybe you know, maybe the uh, the expansion. I don't know. Team TCU is no business probably being where they are, but damn it, they're they are. They're bought in. They're good. They're rolling. Keep it. Keep it moving. Um. Week Does 11. a Georgia national title solidify them as top top program in the country? Right now? I, yeah. yeah, I mean, I would say going into this year is yeah. still Bama, but yeah. yeah. Wow, top right. dog. Well, we got a, you know, we've had better looking weeks at first glance, but then you consider the fact it's week 11 and it's been, it's been a grimy few weeks recently and that's not going to stop. So it's, uh, it's uh it's buckle your straps season. Um we're running the fullback dive this week as a podcast, I would say. I yeah. know I am with my picks. Go oh, with yeah. you know. go with what you know. That's my motto. Go with what you know. We're gonna fullback dive. It's third and one. I know I'm getting the first down here. Tell you what, 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 what a lot what, of what, one-sided spreads around the around the nation. How did we fare last week? Just a quick recap. We are getting down to it, folks, and you know. Um, Connor's carried the torch all year, but, uh, let's, let's see where we're I'm at here. Slipping. I'm slipping. Um, um, I coming into last week, I was 14 and 16. I had two excellent plays and one absolute dud. Um, Washington state minus five beat the absolute doors off of Stanford. I mean, good Lord. Stanford's a mess. And then Notre Dame plus four Cardillo's not with us tonight, but man, he gave me some shit for this pick. Gave me some shit in the chat. I got a lot of shit for the Notre Dame pick. Bucket. I mean, those two picks were no doubters, wire to wire. And Illinois lays an egg against Michigan State. What a fraudulent team. I mean, the other half of the Big Ten is a fucking joke. I don't know who's going to go to that title game, but that game means nothing. Um, hey, guys. Guys, I Saturday, I was I was in the thick of it. I mean, too many beverages too hey, early. For uh, the love of goodness, I took Chase Brown over 145 oh, and a half rushing yards. They were bad. It, it I mean, coming hit. off. No, I don't even – I barely – it took me a second to remember why I faded Michigan State. I hardly even remembered the uh, the incident at Michigan, you know, with them assaulting a couple guys. Um, I moved to 16 and 17 on the year. I'm, f- I'm one game off 500. I've been in this spot three times now. I haven't been able to get over the hump. This is the week we do it. We're a fullback dive over the hump. That's literally the situation. It's third and one. Get, get over the hump. 16 and 17. Chad, you came into last week 13 and 17, I will say. Impressive turnaround for your season overall. Um, Georgia, you hit on. Notre Dame under 20 and a half, fat miss. I mean, heinous. 
And then USC minus 21 against Cal. I actually will have to go back. I don't remember. No, that was a loss. And Chad drops back. Chad, I think, has just been mathematically eliminated from potentially winning this year. I think he's may- maybe locked up last place. He's 14. <laughs> around a cause. Four- hey, 14 way, to, way, to, way to make it to week 11. Way to compete out thank there. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. He started like 3-12, and 12, so that's honestly <laughs> a little bit further than we thought he would be. Um, 14 and 19 on the year. Connor, you had Texas Tech plus nine and a half. You keep fading TCU and you, they're hurt. They're, when are you going to stop doing that? Uh, not this week. Cause I'll tell you what, hook them. We're, oh, hook em. okay. We're gonna come back to that. Uh, you, I went one and two this week. Yeah. Kentucky. Yeah. That was a, I probably got blessed by the refs in that one. That was a ridiculous That was game. a crazy finish. Um, that was a crazy finish. Missouri got fucked a little bit. And uh, Bama, bad road team. Uh, bad road I, team. I, 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 I mentioned it last week. I thought they would be unfazed coming off. Uh, yeah, a couple of bad losses for Bama this year, and they, they've been eliminated. But I'm still 17-16, still positive. So I just got to stay positive for, for – Three or four more weeks, however many weeks there are in this college football season. I just sent the uh, the records in our chat, and I said NCAA STD, like like season to date, and then I realized that STD has never been used in this um, in this yeah. context before. So apologies, year to date. Um, me and Connor are kind of in a dogfight now here. Are you sure I'm eliminated? I'm three games out. That well, you're not, but you are. <laughs> Okay. Based I, on I prior, that. based on the model projections that is factoring in prior okay. picks, you have been. I know how it is. All right. Put that you, on the. You're, chat, you're like, if we were looking at like the ESPN chart of win probability, you're at like a a one point oh 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 percent. Like it's Chad, still there, the, but it's low. Chad, put All that right. on the the Chad Messier bulletin board for the next few weeks. We do only have, including okay. this weekend, this is crazy. We only have three weeks left of regular season college football. Um, and then week 14 is championship week. Week 15 is just army Navy as it should be. Um, so we are running out of time, Chad, keep that in mind. You're going to have to hit the pedal. Um, any other re- quick recap, quick hitters from last week, Bama laid the egg. We just talked about that as did Tennessee TCU showed up in the second half. They like to get down. Um, they got to stop doing that. They definitely can't do that this week against Texas, uh, Ohio state squeaked it out against Northwestern in a, in a windy game. Concerning if that Michigan game is bad weather, Chad, I would be worried. Are you a little worried if that's the case? If they can't air it out? Why, where, no, where's, where, where's your boy in red? I don't even remember his number because you even said it in so long. 32, is that it? 32 in white, to correct you. Um, so it's been forever. I really... I don't know what Ohio State's doing. They sit one of mine, Williams, or Henderson every week. They, like, rotate who plays. Like, the other one just doesn't travel. Uh, don't know why, but in, interesting tactic. Hasn't worked the last three weeks. Got to be honest with you. That's bizarre. Um, I just realized he had no carries last week. He didn't yeah, travel? It, it, yeah, he didn't travel. Um, so... They they they've got some work to do. I'm not really as worried as much about the passing game. That'll be fine when you have Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, they just they're they're getting too gimmicky with some of their things. Especially their run scheme is bad right now. 
uh, and then passing. Enough with the goddamn bubble screens ends rounds. I mean, literally throw it to number eighteen every single play, and you're you're gonna win the football game. Uh, it's a very simple strategy. Hope maybe they'll understand eventually. Um, but I am worried about that uh, that team up north. That game, yes, I am. Um, I am gonna go first with my pick because, folks, you take every one of my picks for the rest of the year, um, and you will be up money because what John did tonight was heinous. Heinous. Um, just saying, I was mathematically eliminated. So I I will win this thing, this whole thing. I will win it, um, and I will get you started with a winner. Um, so I actually made a change before we started, uh, the weather in Columbus, I will be in Columbus this weekend, weather, very questionable with a tropical storm coming up through. So I'm taking my Ohio state play off the board. Um, but I'm going to start with the biggest game of the weekend. We got to start there. Um, give me TCU plus seven, Texas, is not seven points better. TCU has the second or third best offense in America. There's Cannot debate that. Ohio State, Tennessee, TCU, in whatever order you want. TCU has one of the three best. Texas will not even come close to stopping TCU's offense. Texas will score, but it like I I will be on this game TCU money line as well. Um, but my play is TCU plus seven. I'll take Texas minus seven first lock. Take it to the bank. This is just solely based on principle this year. I, I got to keep going. I mean, I will be fading TCU every single week until it cashes. That's just how it is. There's no other analysis needed. That's just the play. Texas minus seven. Lock it in. I, 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 I will not use this as a lock. I'll be on TCU again out of, out of my own principle um, while we're talking about principles. I've continued to take them. They continue to hit. It's been really fun. It's been great. Connor just doing... Just going rogue with with uh, fading them. The boys kind of have all been over them in the chat too. Um, but I I do worry a little bit about you know Texas held it together against Alabama at home. It's kind of a travesty that game day is going here, not to Tulane UCF. I think that's a bummer. Um, and while we're on that, Tulane minus two is my is my first lock of the week. Uh, the green wave. This is the game I might be most excited for here. Uh, a three thirty spot. It is a ranked matchup. Um, Tulane eight and one. They're nineteenth. I think they're higher. I think they're seventeen, maybe in the college football poll, college football rank poll. Um, just give me the green wave. I've taken them a lot too, and they're fun, and they're legit. And I would love to see them go and beat up some like old Miss in uh in one of the New Year's six bowls. I think that'd be fun. There's got to be a bowl down in uh, New Orleans. I know the Sugar Bowl is, but something else down there. That'd be fun. Maybe they play in the Sugar Bowl. That is a New Year's Six Bowl. Two lane minus two. Let's go. That's going to be a fun game. Uh, that's going to be a really fun game. Um, I'm going – last week I tried a SEC first half spread. Didn't work out for me. This week I'm going to try it again. Uh, line hasn't dropped yet, but I will be taking Tennessee first half, whatever number that comes out at. Expect it to be around 12 to 13 since the spread right now is 21. Uh, I think they're going to come out pissed. We saw their fifth in the playoff ranking. They have to win every game remaining, and they have to do so comfortably. Style points. So I uh, not only do I think they're going to score early and often, I do 
kind of like full game minus 21. I think they're going to lay it on Missouri here, but I'll take first half as my official lock from that game. All right. Bring me to the seven o'clock window. Um, I mean, what the heck was I going? Oh, yeah, Georgia minus 16 uh, against Mississippi State is not great. Um, And Georgia suffocates them. Mississippi State won't be able to score. Um, I like Georgia big, 23-24. All right. Go with what you know, Chad. I think that's probably wise. Um, You know, I just touched on them. I just used them as an example. At, at the expense, you know, of my last pick. And I hate to fade Bama, especially after a loss, and it feels like probably everyone's going to be on this side, but Ole Miss plus 12 at home, 330 CBS game. Alabama cannot cannot win by 12 on the road, I don't think, against Ole Miss. I understand Ole Miss, you know, maybe a little bit overranked. They're maybe not as good as what their record is and how high their ranking is, but I just don't know if they can lose by 12 here. Lane Kiffin's got to be treating this one like it's a Super Bowl. He surely will have some tricks up his sleeve. Keep it within 12. Come on, Rebels. Bama can't cover on the road. These conference games, they can't. They've been bad for the last, like, looking back to last year even. A&M on the road last year. Um... There's some other ones. Florida, I think they're on the road. It was close. This year, it's been the same story. Okay. Connor, what's your wallpaper right now, by the way? I've, I've, what are you, in a, a mushroom? I'm like a, I'm like a hobbit. You're a mushroom. It looks like Shrek's yeah. village. Um. Okay. Chad, I'll swing it to you for your third lock. I need, I need a, a moment more time. All right, and bring me to the nightcap, 10.30 p.m. on Fox out in Pasadena, wow. California. Um, lock it up, UCLA minus 19 and a half. Uh, Arizona stinks. I mean, come on. Um, UCLA, I mean, listen, they're at the 12 slot. It's not likely, but they still got a lot in front of them, a potential Rose Bowl. Um, so that I think they come out fired up, especially, you know, prime time game for them. Um, give me UCLA probably by 27, 28. Wow. A lot of big spreads out there this week. Um, I there was are. looking for, I needed a dog on the card. That's why I needed a second because I'd like too many favorites. We know how that worked out for Dave last week. Sorry, Dave. Uh, I'm going to be taking. Kansas State coming off a loss, uh, plus two and a half at Baylor. Don't love the spot for them, but I like the bounce back potential here, and I'll take them as a dog. They've been good all year, resilient. Don't think Baylor's that good, so I will be on K-State. Another bonus pick that I considered, Auburn minus two at home against A&M. Love the spot for them, but my official third lock will be Kansas State plus two and a half traveling to Baylor to Waco, Texas. Wow. On the road in the Big 12 under the lights. That's a ballsy pick. I like it. Um, okay. I am going to go to the ACC for my third lock. And this is a, it, it's a, it's a, 
It's a Jekyll and Hyde pick. You know, Florida State's been riding a high. I faded them last week with with uh, Miami. They went out. They fucking killed them, rolled them, boat raced them out there in the Atlantic Ocean. Um, killed them. Syracuse, on the other hand, lost to Clemson. They've looked really underwhelming. Lost to Notre Dame. Then dropped another one to Pitt. Scored nine points. Bad matchup for Florida State here, though. Um, Syracuse defense is still very stingy. And Florida State's defensive weakness is the run game. Um, that's what Syracuse does well. First game, I think, this year, uh, under the lights in the dome, maybe a little bit of snowfall in, in middle of November. You never know what could happen out in Syracuse. I don't know. Gotta get the spirit much. fingers going. But um, snow fingers, dude. Get, give give me give me the orange plus six and a half. I think they went out right. Um, but plus six and a half at home should be an absolute lock for the Cuse. I'm going oh. with all home teams this week. John with the snow super dog right there. I don't even know if it's going to snow, but you never know. Pre-Thanksgiving, you you, you sometimes get a few of them up there in upstate. Lake effect. Is that all the locks? Does anyone have anything left? No, that's it. But I want to say another interesting spot that I want to hit on really quick because it's kind of an important game. Tricky, tricky spot for LSU going into Fayetteville, taking on Arkansas. If KJ Jefferson's healthy and they get out early, that could be a I don't I hate the spot for the LSU Tigers here. I could see them slipping up here. I think I'll try yeah. and take an Arkansas. That's the that's the sketch three point spread. It's so sketchy. It's like it I probably will no, I can't keep fading LSU. I can't do it. I won't do it again. It's not gonna happen again. I'm excited for that game though. See how they respond. That's the thing, you know, Brian Kelly out there. I can't really remember. After a big win, I think his teams tend to still play well. I don't. I don't know if they're going to slip up. Now they see the path to the the, the path to Atlanta. Brian Kelly's got to have them ready to go. They can't drop that game. That'd be a huge loss. The I'm trying to see. Win. I mean, they got to have Auburn on. Okay. Um, fortunately, they they have UAB after this, so I'm not too afraid about a, a, a potential look ahead, but. I mean, let's see. A lot of these LSU guys haven't experienced this type of success, so we'll see if they can uh, hold it together. And honestly, we didn't talk about it earlier. That opening week Florida State loss, potential killer for LSU's playoff hopes if it comes down to it. So Yeah, especially after Florida State loses to Syracuse this week in the Dome. <laughs> yeah, in the Dome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, you know, like John said, we only have a few weeks left the regular season. I, unfortunately, I think we got through the meat of the uh, the huge slates with a lot of great matchups, but you always get a couple great conference matchups down the stretch at the end of the regular season. A couple teams win that you're not expecting to win. We're going to have more chaos, no doubt, this year. Um, but, yeah, good luck in, what is it, week, week 11 now in college football. We'll now slide to, yeah, it's week 11. Yeah, definitely week 11, I think. They're heading into week 11. We're in. We're headed okay. into Week Ten in the NFL, and as it sits right now, nobody has a goddamn clue who's going to win the Super Bowl this year. Um, we have the Bills losing to the Jets. We have the Dolphins barely surviving Michael Vick and I mean Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. We have uh, the Falcons still tied atop the NFC South with the Buccaneers after literally fumbling away the game. The Seahawks. 
I wouldn't fault you if you said they were Super Bowl favorites right now. I have no clue who the hell is going to win the Super Bowl. I love it. We've had wide open NFL, wide open college. This does not happen often. With that being said, I'm sure it's going to be the Chiefs and and the Bills at the end of the season still. But as as it stands today, we can get into some hypotheticals. You should have known. Should have known in the summer when when Jimbo and Nick Saban were arguing about parity that that's all this year would be in both. That's what we're getting. It's wonderful. Um, Miami, that game, simply put, I was just like, just win. You know, I had them locked as a minus four. Missed by one point. Don't care. Glad we won. Um, I, you know, people have been saying it in sports media. I was discussing it with a coworker. And I completely agree. I would say that the Chicago Bears loss was the best loss of any team in the NFL this year. Really exciting performance if you're a Bears fan. Fields is a problem. You know, get him get him some help on the outside and maybe a better scheme with some of these pass plays. But man, can he make he can make things happen. Um, their defense is not very good. They shipped everyone out, you know, not surprised. But I'm glad we survived. Chad, off to you. You were throwing your hand up. Um, I have something up to update after we talk about this, but yeah, Fields is, Fields is a dude. I mean, when you're, when you're 240 and can run a 4-4, that's, that's not normal. I mean, our, our new guy, you know, (laughs) we hand out the bag to Bradley Chubb. He had him a few times, but Fields got out of it. I think he scrambled for first down seven times on third down. It was the most maddening viewing experience I've had all year. For Dolphins game, e- even worse than the Bengals Thursday night game, yeah. I think because um, and I think this is I a, just was hopeless this, that night. Yeah, this is a good opportunity to update um, David Cardillo's fr- uh, frisky teams list. Um, I think the Bears are firmly on the frisky team tier. Um, they're they're joining some you know great company, you know. Cleveland firmly in the frisky tears team. Don't know how, but they're frisky. Um, we're gonna leave the Saints on there for another week. Um, anyone else you guys want to nominate for the frisky tier? Um, I just want to say that the Seahawks officially above frisky. We we yeah, yeah graduated. last week. They are officially they have graduated frisky school. Who are yours again? One more time, Chad. What was your your list? Your listing? Oh, I said so. I still have the skins on there. Um, I have the Saints, the Browns, and the Bears. Okay. Um, low key, I think the entire AFC East is a little bit of a frisky too. I think the Patriots are pretty good. Like their defense is very good. Um, one of the Jeez. probably best five defenses in the league. Chad, I don't know what that reaction is. At least in fantasy football, they're like number one right now. And I've got to imagine, you know, they've only allowed 166 points. That is the second fewest, third fewest, excuse me, in the AFC. So I don't know what that reaction was out of you, but it seemed a little uneducated. Um, I the AFC I just don't think the football. Patriots are good. I'll tell you what, Matthew Judon that, is a I, fucking I, stud. He's got, I what, 11 that, and a half sacks? Who? Matthew Judon, I think, has 11 and a half sacks right now. That Judon? defense is legit. Yeah, he's a beast. Um, 
Yeah, I hate you're underestimating the Patriots right now. I think that's just a horrible decision. Um, yeah, I wouldn't add much to the frisky rank. Um, I think that's a pretty good list. Falcons, I think they're a very frisky team still. Um, San Francisco at 4-4 four and four is just weird to look at because they would qualify, but they're much more talented than, than these teams that we're talking about. So that's it for me with that. How many teams realistically right now do you think could win the Super Bowl? Is it over or under six? I'm going to make it very easy for you guys. Falcons, no. Panthers, no. You Seahawks, have to say yes. all the no's. We, we, we have to say everything. Panthers are not winning the Stop. Super Bowl, Stop. bro. Like, I was going to say. No, I, no, no. I said no, no. over you under. What? I said over under six. And you start listing the 32nd best team in the league. Like, no shit, the Panthers with PJ Walker and or Baker Mayfield are not winning the Super Bowl or a legit threat to win the Super Bowl. That was so ridiculous that he just did that. Um, Connor, I think that your number is really solid. I'm going to say under and it's right at six. Right at six. I'm going to say the teams that can win it, Buffalo, Cincinnati. Kansas City, Philadelphia, Minnesota, and the Cowboys. Wait a second. <laughs> he is missing. Connor's people. on mute. Seattle. Connor's on Seattle. mute. So we only heard Seattle's five, not winning I think. People. I think we heard, no, we heard think, Cowboys, Bengals, Bills, Chiefs, Dolphins, Vikings. That's six. Dolphins. I, I said Bills. I said Bills, Bengals, Chiefs, Eagles, Cowboys, and Vikings. That's six. I want to say Miami, but Josh. we've got to clean up the defense. We've got to clean up the defense a lot. We the offense, absolutely the offense, but we have got to clean up the defense. Realistically, so three teams. I think I would add San Francisco. I'd add San Francisco, Baltimore, and Miami. I think as, but I agree with the. I think those top six, see, also are legit. You, One other team that I'm still a bit intrigued by. I think the Chargers still could get hot potentially. Uh, I, I see, still want right. to believe. A few things here. Here, those three teams are for sure outside looking in, and as well as Seattle. I think they all have limitations right now. If Miami cleans up the defense, and this, I mean this, this, this is fluid every week. They clean up the defense and figure it out a little bit. They're up there again. Um, Baltimore, I just don't know if they have the pop. I, I, I don't know if they have the pop. You know, they, they seem to be missing something. I don't know what it is. Um, and the other team you mentioned was who? Who'd you say? Tennessee, San Francisco. Don't have the pop. Don't have the pop. Tennessee doesn't have a. And if Malik Willis is quarterback, they just don't have the quarterback. I just don't think they have the scheme. They don't have the scheme to win the Super Bowl. And and Seattle, I want to believe in. I, I just don't think they have the I don't think they're gonna have enough big game experience when it comes down to it. Despite Pete Carroll, everything with him, you know, he's not playing. Um but I, he likes I think, to think he's playing in, in warm ups, dude. That guy's out there he, slinging the rock around. <laughs> he's having fun. Kenneth Walker's really good. He might be a top five running back in the league already. He's a monster. Um, those are my thoughts. That's all I got there.
I don't think the Chargers are a contender. I think they're probably twelfth or thirteenth best team. Right there with the Jags. Jags. Jags will end up winning the Super Bowl or some shit like that. Uh, you did say we could get a wonky matchup. That'd be sick if it's none of the the regular people. I don't know who yet, but no. I do think it's wide open. Quick fun fact on the Jags: um, they sit there at three and six. They're actually the only team in the AFC South with a plus scoring differential or plus twenty one somehow at three and six. Everyone else is is pretty brutal. Even the Titans are minus nine um, at five and three in first place in the AFC South. So weird stuff. Yeah, I mean, we have a NFC South uh, battle on Thursday night. Uh, don't want to spend too much time there because it's Falcons Panthers. What a, I mean, after what happened two weeks ago, I got no idea. Panthers got shellacked this last week. So uh, go Falcons. We need this win for our playoff hopes. Um, but moving to locks of the week, I feel like I have a London lock every single week. Uh, I'm actually slightly more concerned that it is in London because I didn't realize that until just now. But I got to take the Buccaneers minus two and two and a half here. I love Seattle. I faded them last week. It didn't work out. But this number, it screams Tampa Bay. And at some point here, we're going to, you know, if Seattle wins this game, I think they, they're legit Super Bowl contenders. But. Something tells me the Bucks they take the momentum from last week's uh, last second win over the Rams, go to London, they get right. I think they take down Seattle. Isn't this in Germany? Germany, you're right. Yeah, my fault. I just saw that it was at 9.30 a.m., but you are correct. It is in Munich, yeah. This is one of the better international games. I actually am pretty excited for it. Tampa Bay looked better last week. In the battle of, like, crustaceans, dude, with the Rams. <laughs> That that offense still has a lot of concerns to me. Just crusty but old teams, dude. If you want to, you should take a look at Matthew Stafford's stats. I just broke he Chad. Horrible. He's horrible. I just broke Chad. Oh, man. Chad, do you have a lock? Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, I didn't think I was going to be able to read it off, um, but no. I've got to play, and we're going to start with – I faded them all year, but – wait, is this out of order? No, we're good. Uh, I'm going to take the Giants minus six and a half. I can get them against the Texans under a touchdown. I really like that. I do. Um, and, listen, I've been a hater of New York teams all year. Uh, the Giants aren't bad. Daniel Jones can piece together a couple, you know, decent runs. You know, I could see Saquon bouncing back. I, I like the Giants minus six and a half. I really do. I couldn't agree more. That's where my eyes went immediately when looking at the board. Uh, Houston's got the the worst dead last ranked rush defense in the NFL this year. Saquon's going to feast. I would look at Saquon Barkley player props. Um, the Giants are coming off a bye. They haven't played since October 30th. Um, my birthday when I turned 27. Chad, I knew you wanted me to throw that in there. You told me to fit that in somehow, and I did. Uh, I know that the, the Texans played Thursday night a little bit well rest. Uh, I think they looked about as good as they could have looked against the Eagles, and they still lost by 12 at home. Giants are going to roll them. I'm with you, Chad. Minus six and a half. We'll call that the uh, the crustacean lock of the week for us. That works. 
Is it back? Connor, can we get a can we get a crustacean on the graphic this week? Somewhere, yeah, just throw you it want, like a crab. What can yeah, you, throw it in a corner somewhere. Crab, so, a, a, a crustacean. None of us have ever seen the rarest crustacean. A prawn. I uh, I'm gonna do some research while you make your next pick. <laughs> okay, man. Uh, fuck it. I'm going to the Jags plus nine and a half. Oh going to God. Arrowhead. He's I'm done it again. Jags, I'll be on Jags again. You, hey, you, I did say last week they were going to cover, and God damn it, they didn't look like they were, but they did. The sky is blue, and Connor will fade TCU but ride the Jags until the end of time. Not, I don't know, Connor. I feel like those have both not been very profitable moves so far. Are you waiting for, are you just like hoping that it changes? No, it's just every week they give me a number that I just love. Like nine and a half. I, I just love it. It just feels right. They're only getting 17% of the public money right now. I just, I love everything about it. Okay. Um, All right. I, while I was, Connor was picking that, um, go ahead. the rarest crustacean in the world is a blue lobster. Blue lobsters wow. are believed to be so rare that the chances of catching one is estimated to be one in two million. So one in two million lobsters, you could potentially catch a blue lobster. And that leads us into Chad's second pick. And I will be going to the Bears minus three. Um, I just, there's something with Fields right now. He might just be spectacular. Um, and all we need is the receivers to catch, my God, just a couple footballs. I mean, they had a couple drops on Sunday that were egregious. Um, we've seen that week in and week out. So maybe they catch some this week. Um, I like the Bears minus three. Better than the Packers, second best team in the NFC North. Okay. At Matt Marzula. Um, Connor, do you do you have? So I don't have this game offered for mine right now. I think probably because of the injury news around Josh Allen. Do you have the Bills Vikings game and a number for me? Minus five and a half. Is that and that's okay because I think that. Minnesota keeps this one within that five and a half. So I'm going and I might need to prep a fourth pick just in just in case. Um, I haven't bet this because it's like I said, it's not available in my book right now, probably because of the injury news. So that might I might not get that number. So I might prep yeah. a fourth pick with an asterisk here. But I, I think injured if he plays or not, if he's playing as hurt as he looks, the bills are not going to be as effective and Minnesota is absolutely rolling. I really like that team the rest of the way. I've liked them all year. I did pick them to win the uh, NFC North preseason. People forget. Yeah, I mean, I I admittedly got – I bet the Vikings plus seven yesterday. So. That was nice. It was smart. Um. All right. <laughs> Dude, I can't believe I'm doing this. <sighs> you look to shovel it. I mean, the two picks that I'm between are, are about as ugly as it comes. I'm between Denver plus three headed to Tennessee, and the other pick I'm thinking about is Green 
and at home against the Dallas Cowboys. And Mike McCarthy. I am going to take Denver, though, plus three in Tennessee. Uh, still TBD whether Tannehill is going to play or not, but I just I, – I don't really believe in Tennessee's passing game with or without Tannehill. Denver, one of the best defenses, even though they got rid of Bradley Chubb. And I do think the offense has looked better with Greg Dulcich in there. Uh, Russ seems to be getting more comfortable with Jerry Judy. Give me the Broncos. Pull off the upset. I think they went out right. I hate the pick, but I'm just a huge hater of the Denver Broncos. And that's why crustacean. I station. Just, just the crustacean. I can't, I will never, ever, ever bet on Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson again. And it, it took one week this year. Ugh. Josh McDaniels is a shit coach. We might come back to that game, so I'm actually going to stop because God, that is that Raiders game is ugly. That's the high gal. Chad, do you have uh, your third lock? I have mine if you don't. I'm going to go with Washington plus 11 at Philly. I think it's too many points. That's all okay. I'm going to say. Always got to love a divisional game, taking the dog with double digits. Yeah, I think that's a good – Taylor Heineke's kind of got that dog in him. Um, and, and Monday night football is always weird, weird and wonky. So I like the pick. I'm staying in the primetime slot, different game. Um, but I think San Francisco is going to roll the Chargers. I like picking a team off a of bye week. I think I've done it the last few weeks. Uh, San Francisco's off a of bye, and they're going to be much healthier than they have been at, at earlier points in the season. Um, I just don't think the Chargers are I, – I really don't think they're great. Um, give me the Niners minus seven to kind of have their way with them. Did I go time? Yeah. Send it out to Las Vegas. Yeah. Las Vegas and Indianapolis Colts. And we've got to talk about this real quick. Jeff Saturday is the head coach for the uh, <laughs> Indianapolis Colts this week moving forward. Interim head coach for the rest of the year. He's never coached at the college or professional level before. He coached one year of high school football. I believe the team went three and eight. Um, Jim Ursay loves to get drunk. Loves to party. You know, he probably had had a few mixies and uh, called up Jeff. Jeff probably couldn't believe it. Um, and I saw today, and you guys might, maybe if you saw, you, you know the name off the top of your head. They, they named a play caller who's never called plays before their offensive coordinator. Yeah, what was he, the assistant quarterback coach or something like that? I mean, what is going on in Indianapolis? What do you do as a fan of the team right now? How many, like, like who's going to the games for the rest of the year? I don't know. Um, they've quickly descended to, to probably the worst situation in the NFL. Them and the Texans, I mean, the AFC South has some ugly situations right now. Um, with all that being said, this is a terrible game, horrible game, and I'm going with the under because I just <laughs> – Six and a half. I'll never lay six and a half for Josh McDaniels, and I'm no way in hell taking six and a half for whatever the Colts got going on over there. So just give me the under. One of these games is like this. Whoever loses this game, the season is officially just blown up. Both coaches could get fired after this game. 
That's that's what we're that's what we're looking what, at. They're here. gonna they're gonna fire Jeff Saturday. This game could be three three tied. Both everyone both everyone cleans house. You know what? I'm gonna take Colts money line. I think Jeff Saturday gets it done in his coaching debut. I I mean I like that. I just there's no way. <laughs> Chad, these are two sleepy teams. I mean, like this the koala bear game of the week. Um, and give me Las Vegas minus six and a half. I'm, I'm, I, they're, they're very sleepy right now, but I kind of, I still have a thing for the Raiders. I don't know what it is. They're sleepy, but I, I like them. Chad's sloppy, sleepy selection of the week. <laughs> yes, that's my sloppy pick of the week. What an ugly game, but that, I'll be honest, is probably the best I got matchup we've had this entire season, given situations and everything involved. Potential that Hall is, of Fame I got game right there. Is, it is. It is a first ballot iGal Hall of Famer. Um, put it in the books. I might watch it just for fun. I might just actually stream that one with the Sunday ticket at the four o'clock slot. Just for just for just for history. It's it um, is wild that we have to that that is one of three games during the four o'clock slot. People have to actually watch that game. That game will yeah. get love. We will see actual shitty drives on red zone from that game. If that was a one o'clock game, you could hide it, but you can't. I know you briefly touched on this, and you know, I, I just want to say I I know they only play twice a year. Everyone every divisional game is twice a year. Atlantic Carolina feel like they play four times a year. They really do. I feel like they're playing each other every three weeks. Every time well, it's one because all the NFC South teams are the same. The the Panthers playing the Falcons, the Panthers playing the Saints, Falcons playing the Saints, they're all the same game. Right. You know it's going to be shitty, and it's going to be 26 to 20. There's going to be three turnovers aside, probably four missed kicks, yeah. something crazy at the end. And also every year, the, the NFC South just decides we're not going to play any of our division games until like week eight. And then every team, we're just going to play back-to-back. You're going to play one game, play another team, then play the same team again. <laughs> Worst scheduling in the league for the NFC South every year. I don't understand it. But, I mean, at least I like Thursday night, I'll be entertained this week because I get to watch watch my boys in prime time. But, God. Yeah. It's going to be ugly. The NFL. I feel like it's been a lot of grungy weeks in a row. Um, you know? Battle through it. None of us had Chad. We didn't have the Dolphins in our locks. The matchup with Cleveland, I'm glad we're at home for it. If we were on the road, I think we would lose. I still am a little bit worried. Cleveland can run the ball. You know, I think we haven't been, you know, I'm, I'm, I got Justin Fields scrambling around the field fresh in my head from a run defense perspective. But, you know, I think the run D has been a little bit better than the past D, but I still worry. Um, that's a physical, physical team. So hopefully we practice hard this week. I um, I think we're close defensively though. I I Jalen Phillips has the third most pressures in the NFL this year, and Bradley Chubb had the most pressures in the NFL last week, I believe. So I, it's just a matter of time before these guys start getting home. And listen, yeah. Jacoby Brissett, Jacoby Brissett ain't outrunning. Yeah, Bradley Chubb. So Fields is, Fields is a unique situation, I'd say. Um, I don't know road. why. That, Annoying situation, pesky, very oh, annoying. Oh God, I was so I was so bothered that whole game, that whole viewing experience. Um, we'll see. I would love to see us roll. I'll probably be betting on us. I bet on us every game. So that's all I got for NFL.
that's all I got for the week, my man. You know, I have a quick last call. I haven't talked about him yet. Ha- have to touch on him. The Cox, um, both football and basketball. Um, this t- this program never makes it easy for me ever, never ever. I was so nervous about the Vanderbilt game. Thank God we won, covered, rolled, great. Now we go to the swamp. Chad seems to think that the Gamecocks are the worst team ever. I think we're going to beat Florida, and that is, and that's the that's the root of the problem. Is I think we're going to beat Florida, and now I'm going to be emotional. And now, no matter what, for the next four or five days, I don't even know what day today is. I'm going to be very emotional, and after the game, I'm be even more emotional. And then the South Carolina basketball season starts, and I, you know, I have no expectations. Chris Searcy's in my ear immediately, um, talking about how bad we look. I'm like, dude, first year coach, uh, or at least first year coach for this program. Not like Lamont Paris is super tenured either at Chattanooga. Um, I think 75% of the roster transferred out. Gigi Jackson is a nice big, big name piece, you know, easily the best recruit we've ever had, maybe ever will have. He looks completely different out there. He balled out tonight when we need him to. Um, but we squeaked one out by three against South Carolina State, and it could be a total mess of a season. Um, but I, again, I have no expectations. But I, I'm, I'm, I've already let it make me so emotional. Um, but I have no expectations. But I obviously do because I'm emotional. So my last call really is just gotta get so emotional with this, with these sports, with this program. I know you guys feel it. Hey, I know it's been Boston a bad year. College, Boston College men's team, buzzer beater win over Cornell last night. That's, that's how you no, get this season started right there. <laughs> Man, I, you know what? I tell you what. I, I, shouldn't, I should take solace in where South Carolina is at because Boston College is in rough shape right now. You guys are having a tough year for your for I your will football. say the guy that scored the game winner, four-star recruit, our current coach has three four-star recruits in cycle. That's as many four-stars as we've had in two cycles as we've had since 2001. So things are trending up for the basketball program. We have a new facility getting built as we speak. Um, we might be a basketball school soon. We always were a basketball school. We should get back to being a basketball school soon. Yeah. I'm not looking too too much into Cornell. You know, new team, guys gelling. We got the win. It's all that matters. We saw some other b- teams lose yesterday, like Florida State lost, Oklahoma lost to some bad teams. A win's a win, man. I know you're upset, but it's game one. You got yeah. to take it. Again, I, and, I, and I was telling people, I was like, guys, Chris Searcy specifically, we don't have – there's no reason to complain about anything tonight. We have no expectations. These guys have never played together. Our best and players I, are freshmen. I will say, one of the longer freshmen seasons out there, I mean, BC makes a run in the ACC tournament last year. Nobody saw that coming. I mean, for crying out loud, South Carolina is one of the most ridiculous Final Four runs of all time. I mean, I have no, no idea what they were doing at the beginning of that season, but I, I'm sure they weren't looking all that good. So let's everybody chill out. It's only November. Yeah. The season goes until April for yeah. crying out loud. So. I will I will say this. It's been a lot of, it's been a lot of, you know, non-notable games so far. It's just, it's so nice that college basketball is back. When you, when you need something to lean on, we're going to be able to lean on college basketball. If if you ever have a a rough patch for college football, NFL, 
Friday night, we got a big game, Michigan State and Zaga, first big game of the year. The Armed Forces Classic, I believe, on a battleship, right? Can't wait. Fired up. Um, there's a few other interesting games throughout the day. Um, peruse the schedule Friday. You need something to do. Then you come on Saturday. I know there's a million games, Connor. I have no idea if anything is even good. There's not even a ranked matchup. I don't think any ranked teams play on Saturday, which is crazy. The college basketball season is shit until feast week. Feast week, um, but that's so soon. That's, that's literally soon. So soon. The World Cup is like a week and a half away. I mean, it is. we are about to Russell be balls deep in sports. Chad, you know From, what? Do you, do you remember? I think it was like early October. Chad started randomly talking about feast week, and we had to corral him. This is like four, yeah. four or five episodes ago. Um, do you want a second, Chad, to, to close the show, to close this down, bring us home? Yeah. Um, yeah. So a couple things. One, from two frustrating basketball programs to another. Syracuse won yesterday, but they're going to be beyond bad. Worst team in probably 25 years. That's all I'm going to say there. Second of all. You ever stay a, emotionally neutral? Or is it no, always no, this that's team not is possible. the best or this team is the worst ever? It's got to be exhausting, dude. It, we're going from the worst program ever to the best hockey player in history. Connor McDavid has 29 points in 14 games. I mean, it's it's laughable how much better he is than any other player in the sport. I mean, yeah, he's he's bionic. Um, and third, folks, don't get me started on Feast Week. I mean, we got I I've it's I'm already emotionally drained thinking about it. Going just from. The games on Tuesday and Wednesday, whether college basketball, match, whatever you want. Thursday, Thanksgiving, spending time with your loved ones into the Egg Bowl that night. And then it's like you got to get up for Friday morning. You know, you're going to be hung over from Wednesday night. You're going to be hung over from Thursday night. You get up Friday morning. It's like, listen, I got a little time to read on before the U.S. plays England at 2 p.m. And then we go into college football that night. Then we go into the best. Saturday of college football every year, rivalry week. I, I mean, just batten up the hatches, rest up, sleep, hydrate. I mean, do, for the love of God, do what you need to do to get ready for that week because it is coming and it stops for no man. You know what I'm excited about? I'm going to be calling people lads every left and right when that World Cup comes on. Just me and the lads, dude, watching some ball on the pitch. Some football that, on the pitch. I'm fucking fired up. USA, we need to get out of the group stage. That's all we need. We need to beat Iran. That's where it starts. We got to beat Iran. I'm getting ahead. Iran's of good. Iran's Iran is good solid. Too. We got Wales is solid. But God damn it, we got to do it. We got to do it. I can't wait for, for that to be coming around in a couple weeks here. But we'll obviously talk about that more later. If anyone has anything else left to say, let it be known. If not, we'll see everybody next week. Yeah. Final calls all around here. Final thing just on the World Cup. We will preview the USA-Wales game in our episode next week. It is on Monday, November 21st. We will not record again before that game. So be on the lookout next week. We will touch on the World Cup. We'll find a way. We're going to find a way. (laughs) That's what it's all about. We find a way. Hopefully nobody gets shellacked out there this weekend betting. Best of luck. We'll talk to you next week.
Thank you for listening. Productions by AJ Bradbury.